to another edition of Wrestling Makes the World Takes. It's yours truly, CB, alongside the one and only AD, my Caparoni number one partner in crime. What's going on, sir? Happy New Year, and I'm laughing. I can't stop because it's actually the second take that we're doing this. Because uh, some technical difficulties. I'm, I'm we, very hostile right now. So I, we did because we have basically what could have been <coughs> excuse me, almost an episode in itself before we noticed that uh, there were some issues that would have hindered the recording of the episode. You mean I didn't record At all? <laughs> As in, I didn't hit the record button. <coughs> so we're back at it again. A couple days I, left of the year. Again, again. Again, again, for the second time. <laughs> so we're back again, again, again. Uh, as we kind of close out 2022, we've got a couple days left to run this New Year's Eve, Eve, Eve. Mm-hmm. And uh, shaping up for 20, a big 2023. So <coughs> I can't hold myself together here. So as we wrap up the year, a lot of things happen this year. We go into 2023. There's a lot of things I want to look, I want to talk to you about. And see what are your like kind of predictions, and see where things are. We're gonna kind of break that down a little bit. So okay, let's dive into. We kind of wrapped up our last episode a little bit, wrapping up with the uh, awards for men's wrestler of the year, women's wrestler of the year, and tag team of the year. Mm-hmm. With Roman Reigns, Bianca, and FTR kind of rounding out that list. So as we dive into 2023, over the next 12 months, and I can't even hold myself together. I'm just like myself out of a window who would you like to see at least for, let's start with the men who would you like to see hold gold in the next 2020 in the next 12 months so whether that be a world title echelon mm-hmm. or even like a mid-card level echelon just not the 24 7 title not the 24 <laughs> 7 that, that goes gone. in the garbage that's and that's dead and, and gone thankfully and you know i'm that's the only title i think i've ever seen you know i'm happy that was gone it's yep. just like stupid. It was the yeah, probably the dumbest title ever made. It, it was it's just up there. I mean, I enjoyed the hardcore title when I was a kid. Like it was twenty at this twenty four seven rule, but it was like, but now it's just I don't know. It just doesn't work today. I miss the hardcore title. I like the hardcore title. I wish they brought that back instead of that weird green belt that just like meant nothing. I think I think yeah. Ron Killings held it for it, I think fifty times. It took like aluminum foil. The twenty four seven like aluminum foil painted gold, you know, strapped on a leprechaun belt. It's just very odd. It's yep. just like what is the point of holding this? Yep. So, um, so anyway, uh, as far as men's champions, the first person I would like to see hold something is uh, I think this one's a given from everyone in the world um, is Cody. You know, he's someone who has you know been on a heck of a run you know before his injury. Um, and had all that momentum, and, you know, he left with the fans wanting him to achieve that dream because, you know, like he said, it's the one last thing he hasn't done in his career. Um, So I think that's something you finally see in the next calendar year. Um, Another person uh, who I'm fine with taking either title in AEW, whether it be the TNT or the main title, uh, is Ricky Starks. You know, he's been on fire recently uh, to end the year. You know, he just had that great promo. Um, you know, with MJF the other week, you know, they had a great match as well. Um, and now he's heading into a feud with Chris Jericho, which, you know, if you're going to feud with Chris Jericho, that's a big deal. Um, so, you know, they're really, I think, starting to give him that big push now. Um, and I think, you know, he's definitely deserving if he keeps on this trajectory of holding a title. Um, you know, maybe he's even the one that can end, uh, unseat MJF eventually and revisit that towards the later part, portion of the year. Uh, then finally, another person 
uh, for me is, you know, it could be trios or solo, uh, is Malachi. You know, uh, when he first came to AEW, he was, you know, this unstoppable guy. Uh, no one could beat him. He beat everyone quick. You know, he demolished Cody like he was nothing. Um, then they kind of lost their way with him um, and became kind of lackluster. Um, but, you know, with this repackaging, I think it's a good opportunity to rebuild him back up as that unstoppable force that he was when he originally arrived. Um, and if they do it right, you know, it's a money gimmick, and I would love to see him hold a title as well. I like that. And before we first time tape this, I was really impressed with that list. And I agree with with you that Malachi Black came in with a ton of momentum. As a surprise, the lights went, lights went out, and they got yeah. thrown in this upper echelon feud with Cody Rhodes, and uh-huh. he got the upper hand, and then it just kind of fizzled after that. Nothing, not a whole lot came from yep. that, from there. It was kind of a similar thing with Andrade, and you know whether it be his fault or the booking's fault, yeah. I, I agree. I, I like I like where they are headed with House of Black in 2023. I think they have a lot of potential now mm-hmm. with the way they're kind of shaping it up to be they're absolutely you have to pencil them as the next feud for either the Elite or Death Triangle. Absolutely. Next. I think you'll see that whenever the series is over it ends with House of Black coming out at the end of that ladder match that they have which we all assume that's going to go to the seventh match. I agree and I, I think I, I like where that's going if that were to come come to fruition mm-hmm. I like where that's going um, so interesting list for sure we'll go with the common denominator my list is very different but we'll go with the com- we'll start with the common denominator Cody Rhodes I think I think in the next 12 months if he doesn't hold a world title would be somewhat of a disappointment at this stage in his career uh, and I would say surprise of the year I would say it would be surprise of the year I think it's almost a given. I, I think maybe if it's not at WrestleMania, if it's like right after that, if it's like a SummerSlam or something like that, I, I think it's got to be at a big show for sure. For sure. And I think he is the perfect candidate to kind of unseat Roman Reigns, who's mm-hmm. kind of built up this three-year run as this unstoppable force. Yep. And what? Yeah, I think he's got all the tools to be, and it's a lot of real life in there, you know, like realism in my pro wrestling so I, I think Cody could be that guy so uh, I'm picking Cody to hold a world title in the next 12 months uh, I think it has to happen at this point another guy that I'm going to kind of pick uh, on my list that we haven't seen kind of have he held gold a few years back but is kind of floating about is our friend Kevin Owens um, we talked about it in the first recording of this episode um he had that great run in 2016 through early 2017 until he ran into Goldberg uh, at the Fast Lane pay-per-view or whatever it was, right before WrestleMania. And that kind of, he had that great feud with Chris Jericho that I think kind of didn't end with this. It didn't end the way either of them wanted. Correct. And Chris Jericho has publicly said that as well. Right. I mean, it was that was just a, such a great storyline mm-hmm. and feud, and just to have it just happen at WrestleMania. I think it was what, like match three? Somewhere. Two or three. It was just like the... I remember, it was just, he's, I remember Chris Jericho talking about it. It was like somewhere just thrown on the card pretty much. You know, it wasn't given the time it deserved. You know, they kind of just was like, eh, about it. And, you know, they were very upset the way it ended that storyline because it could have been 
you know, the way it was going, it could have been an upper echelon match, like, on the card. I think that could have been, actually, for the Universal title. It should be, yeah, it should it, have been. It should have been. To where either Jericho somehow won it a couple months before, and, mm-hmm. you know, Kevin Owens wins it back. Like, that could yep. have been. But, you know, I, I, don't, I, I guess they felt the need that the Goldberg match with Brock Lesnar needed the title involved. One of Vince's lovely mistakes he's made. And Vince, I think he was publicly disappointed about the Jericho Owens match. Mm-hmm. He said it to them at in the gorilla position as they came back. He's like, yeah. you, you could have done better or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, they just uh, gave, did what they uh, were given. They did, for sure. Um, so going down my list a little bit, I have Austin Theory. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think he's got all the tools. You hear me out. He's, he's got the charisma. He's got the skill set. I think he's got the look. And I think he could be that cocky heel. I mean, so hear me out here. I don't know if I want it. So I'm going to listen, but I don't know if I want you it. You already heard it once before. But yeah, Cody wins, let's say The Rock or Austin Neville. Cody wins the title from Roman at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory takes it off of Cody at SummerSlam. No. Just no. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> and it holds it for the rest of the year as like that kind of like... Yeah chicken shit heel that you can't stand. I'd rather see you hold the title than, <laughs> than I, With no training gladly be the man. whatsoever. I'd rather see Ronda Rousey hold the title wow. all year. Wow. Okay. And Bold Austin statement. Theory win the, the uh, main title this year. Okay. He's not, not ready yet. Strong feelings. Mm-hmm. For Austin Theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just got behind a little. I was watching this documentary on Vice TV from a couple of years ago. They did on independent wrestling. This before. This is pre-AEW. This was it like called 20. Bums 101? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it had Austin Theory and Ethan Page and Darby Allen and all these guys. Darby Allen, like, jumping off the roof of his parents' house or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't surprise me. Nope. But um, it was just interesting to see. That it was in 2016 and how they are. Here they are six, seven years later today. So... Um, going down my list, I'd like to see our friend Adam Cole maybe get a shot at redemption of holding a title. He's had a rough go. Yep, the his last has not seven, eight months. Yeah, and I mean, I I hope he's doing all right. I mean, I, I don't want to. I mean, Adam Cole is good for the business, and he doesn't really talk about much what's going on. He hasn't. I mean, they asked Tony in the press conference, and he said, "Oh, he's doing great," but I don't know how much I buy into that. Yeah, he's just. Kind of play. And he's a big Twitch streamer. Doesn't talk about it on there either. Has he been? I haven't followed him. Has he been active on oh, Twitch? So he's active every week. Yeah. And is he like coherent? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So maybe it's just like a, a Brian Danielson thing where he's yeah. totally fine but not cleared. Yeah, I think it's that situation uh, we're dealing with right now. I hope so. I mean, such a great talent. Mm-hmm. And oh, he is, great yeah. character and a great promo and a great heel and and he was just getting started really in AEW too. He hadn't been there that long. You know he's you know going to start settling into his groove. I think finally, and then all this happened. I I hope so, and I hope we get to see him come back. I think he could come back actually as a babyface because you think Red Dragon is kind of phased out at this point. Yeah, and their storyline with the Elite. So he comes back as a redemption kind of story, and uh, let's say. Hear me out. Here, here we go. <laughs> MJF defeats Brian Danielson by some kind of cheating kind of method. 
And at the end of the match, you hear, you know, it's all about the boom! And then he just comes out mm -hmm. and, like, stand at the stage pointing at him. I just think he won't come out into the face just because he had left attacking the Elite. But, uh, I, I could see. Could now see the Elite are right. face characters. It's true. It's very true. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll see how it plays out. But I like to see Adam Cole get a shot at a big-time spotlight. Uh, I don't know if he needs the title, maybe it's the TNT title, but I think he, he could be, if positioned the right way as a face character, be the guy that takes the title off of MJF at some point yeah. later. I just year. enjoy Adam Cole as a heel. Like, you know, I'd be, I mean, I'd be curious to see what he does as a face, but I think he just, just so good as a heel, uh, kind of like MJF, like, you know, he's your go-to heel, Adam Cole's a go-to heel as well. What's your favorite part of Adam Cole's entrance? Well, it's obviously the baby. <laughs> it is. That, well, is it that, or... Mine is like when he, he's up on the apron and it's like dun, 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 and he's just like boom and then the crowd goes mm -hmm. you know, like that. You gotta love it. You know, love I like it. where he does a little little hip sway and then just does the Adam Cole baby. Boom. Mm -hmm. You gotta love it. Yeah. Adam Cole baby. Adam Cole, we're thinking of you, boss. We hope you're uh, feeling well and mm -hmm. gonna be uh, coming back real soon. Um. And the last guy for my men's character, mm -hmm. and hopefully this redeems myself because maybe he gave me a hint at it already, but I'm going to go with our friend Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of realism there in that. Yes. And there's a lot, as you mentioned before, there's you could tie in that New York-style like storyline where you had MJF is the silver spoon guy from Hawaii Island that kind of mm -hmm. grew up with kind of everything given to him on a silver platter. Yep. And you got Eddie Kingston grew up in the Bronx who has to kind of grind and work for everything the last 20-plus years on the independent scene and just looking for that opportunity. <clears throat> that kind of blue-collar guy that kind of comes to smack MJF in the mouth. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a <clears throat> logical pick for where it goes next, and the crowd will definitely be behind that, you know. With MJF, you know, when you when you have him lose that title, it definitely has to be the right person. It can't just be to any, you know, random face. It's got to really be someone the crowd is really behind. Kind of similar to your Roman Reigns, you know, when you have him lose, it's really got to mean something. I think that's going to be the same case with MJF as well when, uh, during his championship run. I... <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know what that sound was. <laughs> It's like a railroad train that just kind of derails. It's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. Um, I agree. Because you could really like make the title meaningless at that mm -hmm. point if a random person just shows up. If Action Andretti comes in, just wins the title for MJF mm -hmm. on an episode of Rampage or AEW Dark Elevation on YouTube. <coughs> it just kind of eradicates the entire story and credibility they built up in the heel. Um, so at that point, I think we are officially fresh now. I think we've gotten through all the re-records. Mm -hmm. So as we go into the next portion of the show of the women's champions you like to see, how was your hot chocolate? What would you have in there? <laughs> Tell me, walk me through a little. I'm enjoying this. You want me to walk you through the list? All right, here we go. So for women, I have <coughs> three on my list. So the first one I have on my list is Alexa Bliss. You know, it's been someone who hasn't held a title in a long time now, uh, singles-wise. Um, you know, it's interesting to see where she's going to go with this recent development with Bray Wyatt coming back into her life in the background. And, you know, seeing her with that edge again, because, you know, for a while, her, you know, she even publicly mentioned uh, she kind of felt like her character was kind of just going through the motions. There wasn't anything to it. Um, and she was looking for a change as well. 
Um, so I think if this goes in the right direction, it can build her up like back into that upper tier of your females in WWE um, and could give her a title run, which I think she deserves because she did a great job when she was champion before. Uh, another person I could see is Rhea Ripley because she's done a su uh, superb job in the Judgment Day. Um, you know, her, she's done some great character work. She's a dominant female. Um, you know, everyone goes crazy over her pin now these days. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, who wouldn't? <laughs> I would love to do a job in that case. Oh, man. So, yeah, I think she would be a good champion. Um, and then another one for me, you know, it doesn't matter where in the world it is, uh, is Mercedes, the former Sasha Banks. Um, you know, I think, you know, she's always gotten a bad shake in WWE when it came to her holding the singles titles. Um, you know, she had her feud with Charlotte Flair with the title flip-flop back and forth. You know, she had her feud with Bianca Belair where she was on the losing end. Um, so, like, you know, in these big spots, you know, it always seems like she's always on the short end. And, you know, I think it's time she deserves a fair run where she's the spotlight. Like, all the, you know, all the lights on her, not anyone else. So, I agree. And I think at this point, with her walking away... <coughs> She's positioned and coming back. She's positioned herself as that like global level mm -hmm. mainstream star. But the question is, can it be maintained beyond this kind of initial? I think because I mean it's sort of like the CM Punk thing where he went away for a long time. Yep. When he came back, the first dance it was a big deal, and yep. then we just saw him on TV TV every week. So for me, I think it's going to depend on like you know if she has a Hollywood career going. I think that's the only thing that could uh, you know cause it to go in the wrong direction. But if she's committed to wrestling, then you know I don't think anything's going to take away from the star power that she has. Uh, I agree. She doesn't have the talent, and if she can pull it off and maintain that superstardom beyond this, mm -hmm. she could really pave the blueprint for other females. Oh, that are look feeling at that! There, use it for a little nickname of hers there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think this could be, uh, you know, kind of, kind of paving the way for other stars to kind of break into, like, you know, maybe they're not happy and they feel like they're kind of painted into a corner a little bit. Maybe yep. if they give some inspiration and kind of go in their own. Direction. Well, I mean, you look, because, like, you know, you've seen so many men do it now, but you haven't really seen a female go out there and do it. You know, it'd be nice to see, like, you know, if she could be the trailblazer to show everyone, hey, you know, when you're not happy as a female, go make a star yourself and, you know, then maybe come back down the road and, you you know, you're the, the megastar. I agree. I agree, and I think it very well could happen. So, my list is a little different, but we do have a common denominator again. I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss. Uh, I think she's got, catching some steam again. I'd like to see her get her hands on some gold again. Uh, while she also does technically hold gold right now, I like what they're doing with the Athena character in mm -hmm. Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to see either have a long run with it or maybe even have a feud with whatever the Ring of Honor, or excuse me, the AEW Women's Champion at the time is. Mm -hmm. I think there's some potential there. Um, and then two others who I think deserve the spotlight a little bit. One would be the returning Soraya we just saw. Okay. Uh, that would be a good redemption story if she gets her hands on the AEW Women's Championship. I just don't know if she has the schedule to 
do it this year. Maybe 2024, but 2023, I think, for her is all about building up her uh, her in-ring stamina, you know, being able to, you know, increase her matches. So that, that's why I didn't have her on my list for this year. That's a fair point. Um, I think at some point, maybe the end of this year, or as we dip into the following year, Soraya to kind of put an exclamation point on her big return over this five, six, seven year period. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be great for her to end the you know the hug of her brother at ringside. Yep. And holding up the you know AEW Women's World Title belt, I think that would be just a just a really good story. And then another person on my list is one I feel like who came in with a lot of steam and hasn't really gotten that opportunity. Ruby Soho. Come. Maybe it's see, not the maybe it's not the women's title. I mean, I the world see title. TBS for her. So you think that in that case that might almost be a bigger win than winning the AEW Women's World Title if she was to be the one to unseat Jade. I don't think she's going to be the one. I just think later in the year she could win the title, but not be the one to unseat Jade. Because that almost at this point they built up the TBS title would be like a bigger like if you were able to win that it's like mm-hmm. a bigger shocking moment than. Yeah. Fair. Um, as we let's go into rising stars of twenty twenty three. What are you thinking? Uh, well hopefully you know there's some theories on this list for you too, but um, so for me uh, not your no. <laughs> For me I have three people on my list. Um, first one for me is Ricky Starks, you know, just based on the trajectory he was going on the end of the year. Which I talked about, you know, he's heading into feud with Chris Jericho. Just had a great one with MJF, uh, even though it's a very small one. Um, I think they're starting to realize, you know, you know, he works really well as a face. He's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. Um, so I think, you know, they're looking for that next face to elevate, and you know, I think they're giving him the look now to see can he run with it. Um, so that's why I think he's gonna be a rising star. Another one kind of low under the radar is uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. As I have like one, the video you know, they, they've been working on the book of Hobbs recently, you know. Um, so I've been, you know, very curious to see where they go with that, you know. I think I could see a TNT title uh, run for him in this year. Um, and I think he deserves it. You know, he does great heel work. Uh, he's kind of developed into. And then another guy... This is someone who came in, you know, as hot as you could possibly come in and then kind of come back down the earth and, you know, it started to gradually rise himself back up. I think he needs to take it to another level, which is why I have him under the rising list, is Finn Balor. Fair. Because, That's an interesting you know, point. He's been on that <clears throat> upward trajectory, but, you know, he hasn't really, you know, been in those big singles titles matches, you know, in a while. It's just been, you know, he's had a great feud with Edge going, and he's got a great thing going with AJ. You know, he's on that rising trajectory, but, you know, I really want to see him pushed even further to the next level because, you know, going back a few years ago, you know, he was he could have been the next guy, you know, until he got hurt. Um, so that's why I'd like to see him rise back up, uh, you know, and he's done a great job so far from where he came from. He still never got that redemption from that. He had yep. to vacate the title yep. the next day and never got another opportunity since then. Then when he held the Intercontinental title, his runs weren't really good. No. Because I don't think Vince ever liked him. Because Vince loved his you know, big, meaty man, and Finn is not that. 
whatsoever. Um, so, you know, kind of going back to when we talked about in our last episode, how Gunther brought Prestige back to the IC title, Finn held the title in a time it wasn't prestigious and it was, was ignored. Um, and I think he needs a run with some title where, you know, it gets the spotlight. He gets the spotlight he deserves with that title. I'm a fan of Finn, and uh, I'd love to see him get that big moment. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen in 2020. I just don't. I don't know. But we'll see. It's a new regime. Triple H is in charge, and we'll see what happens. Um, so let's go over my list. I've got a completely different list, which makes this for a fun discussion. Um, I've got, let's starting off with Daniel Garcia. Mm-hmm. I had a little dabble with the um, uh, Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Uh, and kind of teased a little bit of a feud with, with Chris Jericho. Uh, so I, I'd like to see where that kind of unfolds and what his potential really is in 2023. Mm-hmm. I like a couple, that. A couple more that I have here. I have two that are in now in a feud together. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickling. Okay. Uh, with separating them as a tag team, I think I'm excited for this feud. I think there's, there's a lot of potential there. With... Uh, Somehow, Rick Ross, involved, <laughs> the biggest boss, I, which I'm, I'm, I love. I love it. <laughs> um, even though TBS might be a little upset. Oh, right? yeah. Um, and then I also have, going back to the WWE side, Braun Breaker, I think it's called up at some point. And um, gets pushed in there. We'll see. See, I've never, I have never <clears throat> been big on him. I still know what it is. It's just something about him I'm just not huge on. He's got the look. He's got. Oh, he for sure has the look. It's just, I don't know if I like the character part of it. For sure, and he's just an ass kicker. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Um, but if you put him in a an emotional storyline, he might. Well, I think he well, might struggle. Yeah, he might. I don't know if the layers are there. Yeah. You know, can you do like an MJF where he just like makes you feel, just mm-hmm. grabs your attention from the TV and yep. just pulls you? I don't know if it's there, but we'll see. Let's go over to <coughs> biggest bust of twenty twenty three. Who do you uh, think is going to be the biggest disappointment? I got next year. I got two people on my list. What do you got? Uh, so bust number one is someone you mentioned already, actually. Okay. Uh, so my bust number one is Swerve Strickland. Wow. All right. right. Because I have, controversial. Yep. Yeah, you know, I think his faction he just created is going to flop. I just get that feeling from Mobile it. Enterprises, and I don't know if it's going to be because of him. I think get more feelings because of the people they've put with him. Um, and you know, Keith Lee is such an imposing force too. You know, I think Keith Lee wins that feud as well, and then from there, like where does Swerve go? Um, which is why I have him as a bust because I don't know where he goes after a feud like this. You know, whereas Keith Lee, you know, there's plenty for him to do. Um, and then another potential bust I have for this year is Solo Sokoa. Wow. Because, you know, you're going to have that inevitable bloodline rift that's coming. Um, and, you know, he's kind of the odd man out, I feel like, because, you know, you're going to have probably Sammy break off, you assume, with Kevin Owens to take down the Usos for the tag title. You have Roman, who's going to lose uh, the WWE title at some point this year, we we suspect. And then Solo Sokoa is just kind of kind of there um you know when all the pieces fall apart you know you could see roman take a break the usos i don't know what they would have planned after that so solo is just going to be kind of there i feel like so that's why i have him as a bust for this year interesting interesting 
I don't know. I mean, I could see it going either way. Maybe he's even a rising star or it could be a bust. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Yeah, it could be on the one, power it, of the pen. Yep, it could be one or the other. Um, but, but they don't let him talk that much. That's why I could see him go, going the bust route. There's only so much you could do as being the ass kicker without any layers beyond that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I could see it. Um, going over to my bust list, I have two that may be kind of controversial here. I'm going to start with Miro. He's been gone so long, he already is a bust, I yeah, think. Yeah, and you know, there's been rumors about, like, oh, Tony doesn't have any ideas for him. Well, he turned one down. He turned them down. Yep. And he wants to go back to WWE, so Tony's not going to reinvest the time and character yep. development in him. Um, so I could see that. So I think he might be held up in whatever kind of politics there uh, yep. for a little while longer. And mm-hmm. just coming in hot, and he had a great run with the TNT title. And he did. I thought he was on to something really, really good. And it just kind of fell off of a cliff after that. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, but I think he's already in that bust, uh, bust area. And then my other addition to the bust list. Mm-hmm. Ready for this one. Okay. Braun Strowman. No. I, I can't disagree with that one. I mean, he left, and he left in a shocking way, and then they brought him back as, like, this, you know, oh, my God, he's back, and, and they just ta- not feeling. And they talk about that list, like, supposed, you know, Triple H has been disappointed with some of the people he brought back, you know. I wonder if he's one of those people that's on that list that he's been, you know, disappointed with. Yeah, I mean, if you look at somebody's career when they've, like, caught fire i mean and i think braun Strowman kind of peaked in like 2018 the monster the monster in the bank character mm-hmm. and he went in the summer and he, he should have cashed in should have won the title right then and there that would yep. have been his moment and they kind of pencil him in to win the title when during the pandemic for a little while and it just when roman was out he was pretty much like the pity champion like just kind of going like when you had your Punk <coughs> got hurt Mox was the pity champion. It was the same thing. Roman was set to become the champion. And then, you know, he backed out because of the pandemic and Braun became your, your pity champion. Yeah, but it just didn't didn't work. And yeah. I don't know if I'm feeling it. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's different. So, uh, I have Braun and I have Miro on my bust list for 2023. Okay. So, let's go over to most wanted matches. What do you want to see most in 2023, inside the ropes. Well, one, <clears throat> one luckily that I've wanted to see for a long time, we're going to get literally days into the year, is Kenny and Will Ospreay. January 4th. Um, you know, I am curious to see how Kenny is in the ring singles-wise because Kenny's only had one singles match uh, since he's come back, which was just this past week on uh, on YouTube. Um, so, But it's not. A, it wasn't a long match. It wasn't against somebody who had to push himself. So I want to see what Kenny does when he has to go into that deep water um, with someone who's known to be the new five-star guy that Kenny used to be. So I want to see if Kenny can dig deep and become that five-star guy again, um, which is why I'm so excited for the match to see what comes of it. Um, another one I think is a given one for everybody. We've mentioned this a few times already is Cody versus Roman is another one I'd like to see. Um, you know, Let me explain that one anymore because I've already done it a few times. And then the last one I want to see is Britt Baker versus Mercedes Bernardo. Or 
the Sasha Banks. I think that would be a box office match. Uh, you know, Britt is the star of AEW in the women's division. Um, she's their go-to person. Um, and, you know, I think it would make a great, great, great match. Stellar. That would be a great double or nothing match in Las Vegas mm -hmm. to just be one of the one of the headlining matches. That would be amazing. That would be huge. Four. Ready for it? The TBS Championship. TBS Championship. Wow. Not mm -hmm. even the women's world She's gonna, title. My prediction is Mercedes is the one that takes the title off of Jade. That would be some interesting build-up in promos. I think she's the... When Balow shows up for Jade, uh, she's going to be rolling in with him. And she's going to be the one to take down Jade Cargill. That is an interesting story. And I'm not mad at that. I'm not mm -hmm. mad at it at all. Capri, I'm not mad at it. Mercedes vs. Jade Revolution book it. Love it. Revolution, not double or nothing. No, because that's going to be Brit. Double or nothing is going to be Jade. I'm oh, sorry. Brit and Mercedes. Revolution okay. is in Jade versus Mercedes. Okay. And that's where the loss happens. I could see it. I could see it right now. It's getting a little chilly. I could feel it inside. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, we've got... I've got two that we've already talked about. Cody and Roman on my list, mm -hmm. which theoretically we'll get at some point. Either mm -hmm. at WrestleMania or a pay-per-view or premium live event. Shortly after that, mm -hmm. uh, I've got Kenny and Osprey, which are going to get four days into the year. Yep, which I'm ecstatic about, and I just feel like Kenny will find a way to be ready for that match. Oh uh, yeah, I don't think he wants to disappoint. <clears throat> the stakes are—I don't think I've ever seen the stakes for a match quality ever higher than this. I think mm -hmm. everybody just automatically expects it to be a five-star match, and anything mm -hmm. less than that, like four and three quarters, it won't be. It'll be a disappointment. So really, really excited for that. And Osprey's as hot as ever. So I, th I think, I think they'll gel well. And I think, um, I, I think it'll be a fantastic match. And then, if they can get Hol the Hollywood stars to align, I think the head of the table versus the head of Hollywood, The Rock versus Roman Reigns would be <coughs> such a spectacle. I absolutely want to see that too. I just, I just don't know when yet. Still, you know. I don't know either. I still but don't know when yet. I, it's tough. I mean, because there's been the rumors of the Roman works both nights of Mania and they do it. Um, but would that know. take some of the steam? Well, off? I think it would. That's why I don't like that. That's why you know. So where it's maybe like night it's one like and then a, Cody uh, wins night two. A SummerSlam thing they could do maybe with it, or they save it for next year's Mania even. Because you know. The, <sighs> I mean, so the Rock's busy. not getting any younger. Rock's like, oh, what, almost 50? Yep. Yep. And busier than ever? Yeah. I just don't think it's storyline-wise a, you know, a fitting time to do it, I would say. I, if I had to bet, if you had to bet money on it, do we see it at WrestleMania? Rock versus Roman or Cody versus Roman? I would bet Cody versus Roman. I think I'm going to take the uh, underdog. I'm going to go with Rock versus Roman. I think we're going to pull it off somehow. I think they're going to pull it off. Because, I, I don't know, I just, I just feel like it's going to happen. I feel like they've kind of teased it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so we'll see. Um, let's go over to one final segment as we uh, kind of wrap up 2022 and head into 2023. You know, the fun, one of the most fun things about pro wrestling is the surprise factor. Mm -hmm. What surprises 
are you looking forward to, potentially, in 2023? Uh, I'm looking forward to the inevitable Sami Zayn turning on the bloodline, or, you know, maybe they turn on him. Uh, that's one I'm inevitably looking forward to. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they come about with that. Um, another surprise I would like to see is Mercedes and Mandy Rose both join AEW. You know, Mandy Rose, the uh, private website mogul now these days. Uh, yes. Made 500000 already since her release, you know, already increasing. 500000 so Her agent came out and said she made $500,000 since her release on her website. And what's she? Uh, they what's said she, she might make a million before the end of the end of the year. What's she? I didn't check Pictures. Just pictures. Just it's like a, all it's the a, way? It's or like just a paid just, per, uh, subscription one of those paid subscription sites. Now, is it like Maxim Magazine, or is it like that another I, kind of magazine? That I don't <coughs> know. I just know she's made a crap ton. Uh, it sounds like it. I mean... And, you know, she's... Before all this happened, she was doing elite work in NXT. Like, you know, you look at the Manny Rose before she went to NXT, and the Manny Rose, you know, now... You know, she's actually solid in the ring now, whereas before, she was bad. And her character work is actually very strong now. Um, so she's really elevated herself by going down to NXT. You know, so she's really got something to offer if she chooses to wrestle. Or, you know, she could just say, forget it, I'm making so much off this, I'm going to stick to this now. And just be a content person. It's possible. Um, I mean, for half a rock to, like... Strip down your skivvies, you know, like, yep. uh, you know, rather than get hit in the head, I don't know, you know. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, for me, my last one I had, this is something I personally would like to see, for my own uh, selfish reasons, is Hangman rejoins the Elite. That would be uh, that would be a good mm -hmm. moment to kind of round out yep. the Hangman's tail story. I, I always still wish Maurice Girl would come back, too, you know, and be a part of it, and the whole gang would be back together, but, you know... I don't think Marty Scroll is gonna gonna have that happen, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but yeah, interesting choices there for sure. Um, I want more of the mainstream route for my uh, surprises. Okay. Um, I always, I'm always a big mark for an Austin appearance, mm -hmm. a Rock appearance, mm -hmm. and there's rumors of both of them potentially happening. Apparently, yeah. Austin was thrilled with his appearance last year and mm -hmm. had so much fun. He wants to do it again this year, okay. which I love. Um, I'd love to see The Rock come back and mm -hmm. have that big kind of moment at SoFi Stadium and it kind of, it's that mainstream pop culture moment again. Okay. Because uh, there's family involved and there's, you know, they're, they're cousins essentially. So it's just, there's a lot of real life isms there. Um, and then the final surprise I'd love to see. Mm -hmm. I don't know if everybody's on board with this, but if they can work it out. Okay. If CM Punk comes back and they are able to pay off the brawl out segment somehow <clears throat> in either a trios feud mm -hmm. where it's CM Punk and FTR versus the Elite or eventually Kenny Omega versus Now, now does the winner get uh, CM Punk's dog Larry? Uh, they, yes, yes. Or they get the dental bills from yeah. Larry. They get the yes. rights to Colt Cabana. Yes, yes. You get uh, to have dinner with Ace Steel afterwards. Yes, for sure. Um, so... I just think they kind of left uh, a lot of left anticlimactic in a YouTube yep. post post scrum press conference. So yep. if they're able to pay that off, I think that would be pretty cool. I think it would be. Yeah, I mean that's something I would love to see, but we just don't know what's coming up that whole situation because they're not allowed to talk about it. 
They aren't, but I do think it is pro wrestling, and things can be worked out. We saw with Matt Hardy and Edge kind of uh, having yeah. a lot of real-life challenges, and they were able to work it out mm-hmm. and pay it off in a big way on television yeah. and make it a money feud. Uh, I think anything's possible. We'll see. Well, Cavarini, I think that wraps up 2022. It does. It's been a great year. It's been a fantastic year. And uh, on to a bigger and better and crazier 2023 in a good way, obviously. Mm-hmm. In a good way. We don't want to go too crazy here. So cheers to 2022. Cheers. My empty hot chocolate cup here. And on to a fabulous, prosperous 2023. Um, that's all we've got, folks. Happy New Year to everybody. I hope you're enjoying the rest of your holiday season. Um, find us on Twitter and interact with us. We love interactions. And we Absolutely. love views. And we love likes. And we love retweets. And we love all that good stuff. Um, find us wherever you can get your podcasts. Spotify and Google and Apple. Uh, you can watch us if you want to get a glimpse. Hashtag get a glimpse on Twitter. Or, excuse me. Twitter too. But on YouTube. You can find us on our, uh, our YouTube channel. Wrestling Makes the World Takes. Um, but other than that. We will catch you on the flip side in a brand new Fresh Start 2023 new year. Um, I'm CB. And I'm AD. We're here for Wrestling Makes the World Takes. Happy New Year, folks. We'll see you next time. Peace.